Hey, Kevin. Jason, how you doing? Good. It's been a while, so we're, we're jumping back in the saddle. So, you know, what we can uh, see if we, we can suss out about the recent <laughs> news yeah. and goings on and stuff. Yeah. I guess, I guess the big one this weekend is the death of Matthew Perry. Yeah, and I just, I, I was not even, and I what it happened yet, we're recording on Sunday, it happened yesterday, Saturday, right? Right, uh, yeah, <laughs> they found him, found him dead. For, yeah, and it, I guess know, it's, he it's was, always sad. Yeah, I guess he was uh, found, found, drowned in his jacuzzi, kind of sad, because it sounds like he died alone, I mean, uh he was yeah. found apparently by his assistant, and um, and uh, no specific cause of death aside from drowning. But if, you know what led up to it? If he had a heart attack, a stroke, or something, he's he's yeah. Uh, I think most people are aware he had had a long, lifelong struggle, nearly with uh, drug and alcohol, mm-hmm. and reportedly he had been clean. From what I'm seeing, he had been clean, but um, those things take a toll on body, so it's not uh, yeah. a possibility that you know something led up to that. You know, uh, cause an early heart attack or stroke or something as a result of long-term addiction. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I was gonna say, it's it's always sad when you see that, and and you know, even celebrities who you you don't know, but you you feel like you do because you see them on TV or in their in, in your favorite show, like if. You know, it, I watched Friends when it was on TV. So, you know, it does kind of seem like people who aren't part of your life, they, you know, <laughs> are in some way um, as entertainers. Mm-hmm. So it's always sad when you see that. And I think the weird thing, um, I did see this today. So I saw it a day after this had happened. Um, and I usually get like notifications um, through news programs on my phone and um, uh, news apps on my phone when celebrities pass away or just celebrity news or just news in general. And I didn't see, I mean, I could have like just cleared out all of my notifications and um, not seen it, but typically it's like right when it's reported, you know, something will pop up on my phone. So I didn't even know um, until I was scrolling through Instagram today and I saw um, a, a story about it. I'm like, wait, you know, my first thought, I was like, is this some sort of onion thing? You know, what's the, what's what's the twist or the catch or the joke here and then i was like no this is this is real and um so it kind of you know n- never you know it always comes as a surprise but i think even more so because that's not generally the way that i see you know this type of sad news yeah and uh just kind of when, when you see something like this like he was my age he was just a few months older than me um mm. you know, so uh, yeah. it's it's kind of and, and and personally in my life um, I've uh, uh, seen kind of a couple of people that I know uh, served with when I was back in the Marine Corps. A couple of those guys died this year. Uh, again, my age or even I think uh, one was a couple years younger than me. So mm-hmm. I've I've hit that age where I'm starting to see people I know are 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 dying. Uh, dying young, but but it's 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 happening, and um, mm-hmm. it's kind of you see you see a situation like this, especially a guy who 
you know, pe- people just have nothing good thoughts about the guy because they watch him on TV and he makes you laugh. And mm-hmm. then it turns out he's, he's, uh, oh, I'm playing this uh, thing on my computer here and it's auto playing. I hate that. Um, but, um, uh, with, uh, really like Matthew Perry, I mean, a guy who's 54, he'd never been married. I believe he's got any kids. Uh, ends up, like I said, dying alone. I, I remember seeing the uh, clips from this uh, reunion they had on mm-hmm. um, this friend's reunion they had a couple years ago now, and it kind of sounded like he was on the outs with the rest of the cast. Maybe they, uh, not that they disliked him necessarily, but it sounds like he wasn't really in close contact with any of the other cast members. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's even even kind of makes you, uh, I don't know, reassess his priorities in life. And 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 it did see a a quote that from him that was attributed to him about what he wanted to be remembered for. I guess this quote quote was a few years old, but he said he knew he was going to be reminded or remembered for friends, but he'd rather be reminded remembered for the people he helped with addiction and that kind of thing. So. Even he kind of had uh, that kind of feels some some of his own priorities. <clears throat> I think it, it seems you know, being known for something for years and years from now, people are going to remember Matthew Perry for this role. Uh, but what's really important in life is the people you know, the people you help. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it just shows um, I think character because when you have those sort of struggles uh, and you come out because not everyone obviously comes out the other side. Um, and, but when you, especially being in the spotlight, having those struggles, being open about it, and then using your platform to help other people who are in similar situations and you were, um, I really think, you know, speaks volumes of, you know, the, his character and, um, you know, that he was able to be open about it and to, you know, want to help people because he knew what he you know exactly what they were going through so um yeah definitely that you know i hope hope he is remembered you know when people look back you know 10 15 even five years from now and say yeah you know he did he did make a difference and sure the people who he helped you know they'll obviously always remember him for you know helping them turn their lives around totally well um farewell matthew perry i hope you're in a better place now yes sir rest in peace matt (laughs) well the other uh big one of the big events well of the of this weekend was the big ufc uh boxing crossover did you did you catch Mm -hmm. any on fury and francis and god i saw the knockdown um, mm-hmm. I looked at the scorecards and I, I did not see the, um, the, the pay-per-view. Um, I did not see the match, but I did see the highlights and I did see that every seems like everyone's saying, um, Francis should have won that fight. Uh, it went to the decision. Tyson Fury mm-hmm. got the nod. Uh, Francis Nagano did knock him down. I believe it was the third, um, round. Um, so I can't, I, I don't, yeah. Think I that I'm necessarily second, it could be wrong. Second round, second round. No, it was early in the fight. Yeah. Um, he knocked him down. Um, even uh, Eddie Hearns, boxing promoter, said that you know Francis should have won that fight. 
Um, so I, I think there's some legitimacy to and not, you know, just um, an emotional or, you know, fighter reaction that, oh, you know, he got robbed. You see that a lot in close fights um, that, you know, um, people who do fight or whatever um, or, or participate in the sport say, ah, you know, that guy got robbed. And um, it, it seems like it's coming from more than one area of just, you know, maybe MMA guys were rooting for Tyson and it was a, or rooting for Francis and it's a close fight and they're like, ah, he should have got it. So it, even boxing people are saying that um, Francis should have won that fight. Um, Tyson obviously has uh, another fight and when this fight hadn't even happened yet, another fight scheduled a big one in December. Um, so if they're, you know, if it was anything plausible or, you know, if it went to a decision, I think everyone knew that even Francis Nagano has come out and made a statement. He's like, I knew I wasn't going to win a decision. I'm the new guy in this, but um, yeah. So <clears throat> it seems like uh, they do. It, of course, the big one was Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Jake Paul um, mm-hmm. fighting now. Um, a lot of guys who aren't boxers um, getting into boxing and, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's breathing life back into the sport, but definitely putting it back in the limelight. Um, and it's good to see, I think, that, you know, you see the MMA boxing crossovers. You know how that's most likely going to go with the, you know, MMA guys stepping into boxing rules. Um, the mm-hmm. boxer's mm-hmm. going to win that. But this is, you know, it appears that um, Francis actually should have taken that fight um, or, or should have won that fight. And um, be interesting to see if down the line they do a rematch. Um, th- that definitely would be even bigger than this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, good, good for Francis. He left the UFC. Dana White talked a lot of shit, saying Francis doesn't want to challenge. You know, he just wants to fight easy guys and you know make a lot of money, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> and he's first fight out, and you know, outside of the UFC, he's proven Dana White wrong on that. Yeah, he he was definitely came a winner regardless of of the decision. I got to say, I did see the fight. Uh, in in spite of the knock, I think Tyson Fury outpointed him. Uh, this is where okay. you get to does uh, you know, and it was close. It was it was it was really was close. I, I can see that. Um, I would have given the knock to Fury just on points, but either way, it's an unsatisfying ending. You know, when when you, mm-hmm. you get a you, when you get a close fight like that, um, Fury never really, he got a couple good shots in, um, but it really seemed to have, uh, Francis didn't in any kind of real immediate danger. The knockdown I saw to me, it was, I don't think he was really hurt that bad. I think he, he caught him with a, a heavy punch when he was off balance and then they knocked him down. It should have counted as a knockdown, definitely. Um, but I think yeah, there was other other punches in that fight that were tougher, that that were harder punches that, that Tyson Fury ate. I think if he was not off balance, I, I don't know that he would have gone down from we that. Went down, uh, yeah. But but it it was a legitimate knockdown. It should have been scored that way. I'm not I'm not trying to make excuses or anything. He got he got that that flash knockdown, but uh, it's. Uh, it, it was close, and you can say the that Fury um, shouldn't have had to rely on points, uh, being uh, being the better boxer of the two. 
Um, but you know, Francis uh, Ngannou comes out uh, even even in spots out looking like a heavyweight contender. You know, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, I'd like to see him go up another against another contender. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think this fight between Fury and uh, what's the other guy's name? I can't even pronounce it. Old something, but. Um, uh, I can't, and I, uh, I know uh, Olisk or uh, Os, yeah, and I'm, I'm I know I'm completely butchering it. Um, and I, aside from these big, you know, fights like a Tyson Fury fight, not just you know, kind of a a spectacle, you know, that you could label this, you know, against an MMA guy, but you know, legitimate like boxing, I'm. I'm kind of out of boxing except for the, you know, one or two bigger fights a year if Canelo's doing something or Fury's doing something or, um, uh, you know, there, there's a bigger fight. So I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I do not know how to so say I, I think Tyson Fury takes that fight in December, going back to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. fight fighting there. Uh, that That's kind of interesting, Saudi Arabia emerging as a, a big uh, fight venue. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've, they've got they they put the money into it. That's for sure. That's um, what it is. These guys want to get paid, and right now Saudi Arabia is paying. Um, they are. I mean, kind of like the golf thing that they did with the LIV uh, mm-hmm. thing, which ended up merging with the the, the PGA. But um, they, they like they want the attention, want the prestige of hosting major events, and uh, they're buying their way into it and. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from there. I want to see uh, Tyson Fury take care of this uh, next fight, and uh, yeah, you got to be wondering after this, uh, after this with with Ngano, his next fight shape up for, him. and is is he in danger of of losing his undefeated status? Uh, either way, uh, I want to see Francis fight somebody else, another contender, if he comes out on top of that, fighting for the legitimate belt. I think yeah. there's a lot of money in that fight, a lot of interest that uh, that that they leverage. <laughs> there is, and I I, I wonder on this, um, right? Because Tyson Fury obviously had that trilogy with Deontay Wilder, <clears throat> um, Wilder, heavy puncher, legitimate, you know, championship heavyweight caliber boxer. I think he got um, bronze in the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm interesting story with Deontay. Um, he didn't start boxing until I think like after college or during college or something. So he wasn't one of these guys who grew up wearing gloves and going to the gyms and gym and everything. He, um, just a great athlete, athlete, um, heavy puncher and, um, got into boxing relatively late in, in his life. But I think Francis or, uh, Tyson rather having that trilogy with, Deontay, who's a legitimate championship caliber boxer um, and heavy puncher, I think maybe going into this fight with Francis, um, he's like, you know, I, I've already fought a guy who hits hard, um, legitimate one punch knockout power, uh, who was a good boxer, and I outboxed him, and I, you know, I, I won that trilogy. I think, <clears throat> and what I'm setting up this up to say is that Tyson. Fury maybe didn't take this fight as serious as he, as he should have. He probably right. went into it thinking like, you know, of course, anyone that one punch, you know, um, 
and, and you know, anyone can win. All it takes is, a, you know, a knockout. But um, I think he relied on his experience and um, his boxing skills and, and not so much, you know, and I think he'll say to the contrary that he did train really hard for this fight. But I think just like mentally, it's kind of hard to get your up, yourself up for a fight for somebody who you don't see as a serious threat. Um, yep. And I think after this match, <clears throat> that's the, the outlook or, you know, that perspective has probably changed. So if they do rematch, I anticipate, um, you know, Tyson um, being up for it mentally and really putting in that preparation um, mentally. That's not to say that the outcome is going to be potentially vastly different, but, you know, uh, Nagano is, you know, he's proved himself legitimate threat in MMA and, you know, now let's potentially in boxing too. So it, I, I'm with you. It'd be interesting to see him fight another contender, see how that goes. And, um, you know, we might, we might have some new blood in the heavyweight division in boxing. I, I gotta say with, uh, with Fury and his, his claims of, of, and, and, and I was watching the, the pre-fight, you know, build up to mm -hmm. it and, and they're interviewing the locker room, and he says, "No, I'm." Uh, they, they kind of asked him about his next fight he'd booked, and they said, "Well, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at this one first. And they said all the right things, but really, mm -hmm. when you already booked your next fight, right? <laughs> yeah. are can you yep. really say that you're not overlooking? Even no matter what you say, your actions are kind of speaking louder. I think so. Yeah, uh, I think he he was banking on going in there and outboxing them and maybe taking them to some deep water before taking them out, um, which mm -hmm. he, he's done before. Uh, he's you know this his first first fight with Wilder coming back from I mean being knocked out, he was knocked oh, out yeah. first fight and stood up and he, came back and wins. Um, you know he 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 puts a lot of a lot of faith in his ability to recover, probably rightly so. From his past mm -hmm. experience, but yeah, how can you say you're not overlooking this guy when you've already booked your next fight? You already you know? drinks already dry on the next fight coming up, right? <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> on that yeah, contract, so, yeah. so I think I, I would. Um, yeah, they've got to do a rematch, right? You know, there, there's, I, I there's a lot so. of money for that rematch sitting there. there there's oh, yeah. no way they can't do that. And uh, yeah. I, I think Tyson Fury come back and performs better in the next one. Um, yeah. Whenever that happens, uh, sometime sometime next year early, uh, I think it's got to be. Um, who knows what happens if he loses this next fight? I don't know. I might shake it up a little bit. But... Yeah. I, yeah. I don't he's, know, so. he's got a tough one coming up, even though I <clears throat> I don't recall the guy's name. Um, what I know about him is, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, he, um, his opponent, uh, who's a world championship heavyweight fighter, if I'm not mistaken, this fight is going to, to determine, um, the, you know, the, the, the world champ, I think whoever wins this fight walks away with all the, the belts from all the promotions. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, um, I'm, it's escaping me yeah. right now. The, uh, you know, the undisputed champion or whatever. Right. Um, right. But um, most, you know, the, the, if there's a knock on his opponent, traditionally what it's been is that he's not a legitimate heavyweight. Um, mm -hmm. He's really more like a cruiserweight um, mm -hmm. or, you know, a, a light heavyweight boxer who's gone up and he, yeah. he's good. So he's winning it, but it, you know, size wise, um, 
not, you know, maybe the, <laughs> um, you know, the heavyweight boxer size. Um, but he's he's beaten. He's world champ and, you know, heavyweight champ. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Okay. So one other quick one I got to throw in uh, since we're talking about fighting is uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks. We've got the uh, interim heavyweight title fight in the UFC. Mm-hmm. The replacement mm-hmm. fight, and John Jones hurt himself, and so his fight with Stipe Miocic is out. And so they're going to do an interim between Sergey. To get this on record, last year, and I'm witnesses. So last year, I it was mm-hmm. about November last year. I predicted that by the end of 2023 that Sergei Pavlovich would be heavyweight champion. Of course, in the meantime, mm-hmm. John Jones came back, kind of threw, threw some questionable, uh, threw some questions into the timing because of, you know, he, he uh, gets the heavyweight championship. And then, of course, he has all these contract things. And he says he wants to fight. He doesn't sign. So it looks like it's going to be pushing things back. Uh, and maybe Sergei going to get his chance. However, with being out and they're fighting with an interim i'm saying that my prediction still counts an interim it champion does. is still a champion so mm-hmm. we'll see uh, the the timing is back, back track for my prediction to come true and he's just got closed the deal so um i'm i wanted that to kind of be on the record we'll see if, uh, if my year-long prediction my long-term outlook it comes out. I'm, I'm feeling really good about it, although I don't understand why the odds makers do not like Sergey. Yeah, I don't. Last check, yeah, uh, a plus one ten underdog in this fight. Yeah, um, the the, <clears throat> the the prognosticators, the other prognosticators, seem to be saying that 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 Tom Aspinall is going to have to wear some an early storm, but then he'll eventually be able to take Sergey down and win with either grappling or ground and pound. But they said the same exact thing when Sergey Pavlovich fought Curtis Blades. And at that yeah. point, at one point, he was like one my uh, plus 165, plus 170 underdog. And mm-hmm. I and I looked at those odds and I said, that is easy money. Take that bet. There's no <laughs> way Sergey loses this fight. And he went out and destroyed Curtis Blades. He's going to do yeah. the same thing to Tom Aspinall, I think. Yeah, I think he seems to be you and you and I um, texted about this, and that's mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm a little bit confused um, as well why he's not getting um, what I feel is you know the respect that he deserves um, from the odds makers. But um, my kind of take on that situation is. Um, Aspinall, I, I think he's he, he's obviously a, a legitimate um, heavyweight contender in the UFC, um, top ten guy. But I kind of see, I I wonder <clears throat> um, if he's one of these guys. I mean, we, we've seen it with other fighters um, who come in, the promotion kind of gets behind them and backs them, um, trying to make a star, or you know, they're just a charismatic fighter personality and so they get um more attention than the other fighters who maybe um don't have those uh certain qualities that you know they're not they don't give the funny quotes or 
um, have the great interviews. And um, so I think um, Aspinall, though, I think he's a, a legitimate um, heavyweight contender in the UFC. I think there's some hype behind him, too, um, that we'll, we'll see deserved, you know, if or not. Um, he's definitely a fantastic fighter. Um, but I think that that does come into play. I think that is an element of it is that he's, you know, got a little bit of a hype train behind him. So um, we'll see. All right. All right. A couple of weeks for that one. We'll see if, if uh, the prediction pays off. So, okay. And I, this I one... agree with you, by the way, if I didn't, if I, I, I think he's going, I don't think, I think Aspinall is going to lose. Um, mm-hmm. I think your prediction is going to come true. And nice. um, by the end of the year, he will be champion. All right. So um, at the at danger of turning this into a sports uh, sports <laughs> show, we'll, we'll move on. Close. Yeah. So, all right. Another one, probably uh, one I want to wrap up with tonight is um, this, this one viral uh, last week or so, about a week ago, a college graduate who started her first job um and she made this tiktok complaining about the nine to five schedule did, did you happen to see this one i did see that one i'm 100 percent behind her but I, <laughs> I think i think maybe you know she's getting some hate because you know there might be mindset out there you know mm-hmm. from you know people like us who have worked been in the, the workforce for decades is like yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of a gig you know um you get you you gen z you lazy you know generation blah blah blah. i'm 100 percent with her and i've i've said this for years when you and i worked together Mm -hmm. i had um for part of my time at the company um i worked four tens four days a week for 10 hours Mm -hmm. and i had monday tuesday um i had wednesday off and then i worked thursday friday or something equivalent you know it might have been like tuesday Wednesday had Thursday off work Friday, Saturday or something like that. But mm-hmm. that was, that is by far, there's not even a close second. That's the, my, the favorite, my most favorite schedule that I've ever had all the years that I've been working. <clears throat> um, and I think there's a lot to it. And I think she brings up good points about, you know, like work life balance. Um, when I went first went into that schedule, I'm like, how am I ever going to work two additional hours a day? You know, this is, this is going to be crazy. I think I'm going to hate this. And, the exact opposite didn't even seem like yeah. I was working longer days. Um, I don't think anything changed um, with my productivity. Um, I may have, you know, it may have even been better um, when I was working, you know, 10 hour days as opposed to eight hours. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I, I've, I've long said that, you know, this kind of nine to five Monday through Friday, I think it's an outdated schedule. Um, I think there's other creative schedules that you can get the same amount of product productivity out of, you know, your workers and, um, or even more. And, uh, it could give them a better work-life balance. It's obviously mm-hmm. going to depend on the industry. This yeah. isn't going to be translatable to, you know, every single job, but I mm-hmm. think the a vast major- majority, um, of particularly office work and, um, you, you know, I don't know why they're not doing this, but uh, <laughs> I also yeah. don't know why we still have daylight savings time. So I think some of these oh. things just kind of, it is the way it is. And, 
Um, Don't get you know, me started like, on daylight savings time. I, I <laughs> hate daylight savings time. I'm with a passion of a thousand earning sons. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up grew up in Arizona. So growing up in Arizona, um, that was it was just a foreign idea. And Arizona is one of the the only places that doesn't do daylight savings time. Um, mm-hmm. Then after you know, I've spent my life uh, in, in Colorado and New Mexico and and other states around. Um, and we do this silliness. So yeah, okay. But we'll come back to that another day because because we've <laughs> I think this is coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll we'll, we'll maybe address a bigger, Put a bookmark bigger show to that. for a couple of weeks. Yep. So so getting back to this, let me see if I could play this. I don't know if it'll. Let me tell me if this will actually play just to give a sample of what uh, what this girl was talking about. So it goes from there. Um, so I, I'm, you know, first I, I, I saw this, and you know, my first thought was, oh, typical spoiled brat, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. understand who, you know, the life is about work. You got to work if you want to live. Um, right. And I'm, I'm a, I, I've evolved a little bit on this because, yeah, you know, I, I think she put up this video. She's you know, not. Um, you know, she she's not famous, right? And, and until now, <laughs> you know, so this is just somebody right. who's putting up something on. I think it was originally on TikTok. She expects to get a couple hundred views, maybe. You know, and then it blows up. Let's see, the last count, she has almost eight million views on that one video. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I don't think she she was really trying to. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think that. I was she she didn't want to become famous with this particular right. and then there was a follow-up um so so this goes this goes viral i think this is it you know i i get it you know your first job you're tired she's she has to live in new jersey because she can't afford to live in new york um mm-hmm. i i get that there's there's places I've, I've i've been to new york never had to live there thankfully but um you know it, it's that's not the only place where that's happening nowadays. I mean, um, right? Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of cities, especially in California, um, in industry level job, uh, even Colorado. I think Denver is where we mm-hmm. were originally from and met. Uh, is, mm-hmm. is outrageous uh, for yes uh, cost, of, cost of living, kind of housing specifically. Um, so, so I get it. I, I and so I, I, I'm. At first, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, it's entitlement." Um, and then I'm like, "Well, you know, let's give her a break, right? She's just getting out into the world. She is having to pay some dues. She's getting to accept that fact." And then it blows up, and Business Insider, this, this, I don't know, magazine, whatever, publishing outlet, 
tries <laughs> tries to find who her boss is, tries to find where she works, who her boss is, and reached out to them. Now, come on, guys. That's that's Leave her alone. What are you trying to do? Yeah. You know, you're trying to get yeah. this girl fired. All she did was want to put a little rant out there. She didn't complain about her employer. She didn't say they were unreasonable. She had no. nothing bad to say. She ends up putting up a follow-up video um, you know, mentioning this, uh, how Business Insider is reaching out, which I think was way over the line. Um, so so again, a, a, a media um, outlet does, uh, does something that makes the unsympathetic person uh, initially, anyway, very sympathetic, right? <laughs> so yeah. now I'm on her side. I'm like, okay, give the kid a break. She and she, she actually in, in that you know she mentions Business Insider reaching out and trying to, to find out where she works, discuss with her boss, presumably you know implicitly trying to get her fired. You know they, the press has these little games they play where they contact somebody's employer and say, "What do you think about this?" Meaning, don't you think yeah. you should fire this person? And then yeah. uh, in that follow-up, she says that, hey, no, I am very grateful for my job. This is the only job I, you know, she's, she's a, starting her career. It's the only job she could get. She, you know, put in the door. She's very thankful for it. And it wasn't that type, you know, meant to complain about that. Um, so She's complaining yeah, about how we have it set up in America. Yeah, she's not, it yeah. is not like, oh, my my job makes me get up and this is the hours I have to work. She's saying, she's saying this is across the board. I mean, it, like I said, I, I 100% um, back her in this. I, I think it's crazy. Um, even, even small things like we're talking, our, our son's four and a half. He's going to be five and starting um, kindergarten next year, uh, next September. And we're like, we're going to have to make adjustments with our work schedule so we can get them to school and get them home. So like jobs, you would think, you know, would be automatic or that would be something that would be taken into consideration. Hey, people have kids. Kids have to go to school. What time do schools start? Okay, let's make, you know, let's start work a little bit later. And some jobs are. And, you know, fortunately, we have the flexibility where we can tweak our schedules a little bit. So one of us can get our son to school and the other one can make sure that they're available to pick them up like afterwards. But like mm -hmm. that, a lot of places, I don't think that's even taken into consideration. It's like, Oh, well you want a job fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what people do. So, I mean, like you need a job, you need to be able to get money to, so you can, ex you know, exist. Uh, you, you can live, you can buy things to eat. You can have roof over your head. But, um, that's for a lot of people. I mean, that's it. Um, that That's what their job is. They're like, this is a means to an end. I need money. So I go here. I'm not passionate about what I do. It's okay. Or I hate it or whatever. And a lot of people like tolerate jobs that they hate because they need that money to come in. So um, companies, I don't think get that. People don't really give a shit about the company. Um, you know, they're not they're not team target or team Walmart and you know, they're going to live or die by, you know, whatever Walmart wants them to do. Um, so, you know, if you give your employees some sort of incentive, like, Hey, you know, why don't we do like a, you know, a 410 schedule or something a little more creative or, you know, whatever. So you're at work, you're getting whatever you need to get done, done. And then you have more time outside of work 
to spend with your family. You know, the, the, the work life balance that's, you know, incentivizing. And I think, you know, really rewarding for, um, employees if they're offered that type of flexibility. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, then my own, my own career, I've, I've sacrificed, uh, career advancement for time off. I, I mean, I, I've got a job yeah. I'm very thankful for that I, I do my 40. I rarely have to do more than that. Um, when I when I do, I get it done as quickly as possible. And so um, I don't want to work 50, 60 hours a week. And I know that's not going to get me advanced, but that's fine. I, I get a job that pays for all of our needs, some of my wants, and the rest of the time I get to be home with the people who matter. So, um, yeah. you know, for, for this girl, I, I hope... Uh, you you pay your dues uh, quickly uh, and get to a place or place in your career, and uh, yeah, and wish you much success uh, as as you go over that uh, that career path. Yeah, let me and let me let me just say real quick, like where I'm at now, I am. This is by far um, the best place that I've worked. I love what I do. I love where I work. Um, and a big part of that is the flexibility mm-hmm. um, and where we don't have, we're, you know, nine to five Monday through Friday, but I get time if like my kids are having like a picnic lunch on Friday and they're like, oh, parents come in and eat with your kids. I can go to my boss and say, hey, you mind if I take a long lunch and go eat with him? He's like, absolutely go, you know spend time with your kids. This is what you're going to remember and what they're going to remember. And, you know, work is work. It'll be here. Um, you know, go enjoy your kids. And that's, that's a huge part of why Absolutely. I'm happy where I am now. And I'm not that's just another nice. cog in the wheel. Totally. That's, that's great. And as, uh, like I said, good luck to this girl. And as far as business is not is concerned, trying to get people fired because they say something you don't like. Business insider, knock it off. Yeah, knock it off, you narcs. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this one. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, thank you, Jason. We'll do this again next week. We'll talk to you later. Same bad time, same bad channel.